all it's doing is collecting information. Bitcoin will go to a million dollars per coin. Our viewership's going to go up. We may not get a million views, but our viewership will go up if we did something like that. Welcome to another episode of Dental Rift. I'm your co-host, Gary Bird. I'm the CEO of SMC National, where we provide predictable new patient flow for offices just like yours so you can achieve your goals of growth. Uh, my name is Tanner Apgate, CEO and founder of Unified Dental. We are a SaaS platform to help centralize all your different password managements, make it super simple for your dental office. Okay, so we got a cool episode today. This is a, a more tech uh, episode, and so you're going to really enjoy this one. First of all, we're going to jump into robots doing dentistry now. So Tanner has some cool stuff around that. Also, we have a CRM that we've been using at SMC that has a chat GPT function added into it that you can spy on your competitors, and you can also ask it questions without it, without any code or anything like that and get really cool reports from it. So we're going to talk about that because I think that will definitely help some offices uh, and some DSOs out there. And then lastly, how the CTO or former CTO of Coinbase made a million-dollar bet that Bitcoin is going to a million dollars in 90 days because of banks collapsing and hyperinflation. And so we're going to talk through that. And I'm really excited about this robot one, Tanner. So why don't you open up with that? Yeah, so let's go there. It was, it's been something that obviously like sci-fi movies since we were kids gary right like robots are going to take over the world he's like a terminator and all these things <laughs> and so i've always thought okay Perch. dentistry is relatively robot proof right you're dealing with like millimeters like you're so so small and like the space in which you're doing things i was like okay i can't imagine that happening until a while ago i started seeing i don't know if you saw those on like instagram or tiktok but like the little robots that would like suture up a, a grape or whatever i was like oh man maybe it is going to come to dentistry and so it is officially here there's a company called yumi dental robots that has built out a robot that will help with implant surgeries right so it's not 100 percent automated from what i gather it is still got the keeps the dentist involved for now yeah. Right? But what it is, is it really kind of helps guide to make sure, okay, you're not going out of the area that you should be. And it really kind of says, okay, this is exactly what you should be doing. What are your thoughts on that? The fact that we're getting into that world. Sorry to disrupt the show, but I got something crazy to share with you. We are attempting to connect with all of our listeners. We have thousands of people that listen to this podcast, and we want to meet you in person. We have four events coming up, and I want to give you a discount code that you can use for the next week to save $300 off your ticket. The discount code is Gary Bird, and the link is going to be just down below. You can also go to smcnational.com forward slash events. I hope to connect with you in person and help each other grow our businesses. Can't wait to see you soon. Yeah, I've actually seen these before. They're really cool. So they're like robot guided. But <clears throat> the thing that that's just the first step, right? So no one really talks about this is that all it's doing is collecting information on how to do the thing properly. It's learning from the humans and it'll get to the place where it's actually better than the humans. And Tesla is doing the same exact thing. Tesla is putting all these cameras on all these cars and it's collecting massive amounts of data to be able to learn how cars drive, how humans drive, how humans interact, how people go through yellow lights and or go through, you know, and all those things, all the interaction of every single transaction. So I think this is really, really cool. Obviously, we're still going to need humans. So I know people freak out when they hear this stuff and go, oh, no, this is not 
you know, this is going to end the world and there's just going to be robots. We don't even need humans anymore. We're, you're still going to need humans. You're still going to need human interaction. But what this is going to do is it's going to free the doctors and the experts up to be able to do a lot more treatment, a lot faster, a lot more accurately. And it's good. I think it's an amazing. That's my perspective on it. I'm, I'm not a dentist though. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really going to change dentistry as well. I think that just like with what we see in other aspects of dental though, it's amazing how slow dentists are to adapt and change. And so I don't think this is going to be a different, anything different with that, right? Like, why do I need this robot? I can do it by hand anyways. Like, oh, sure, other new grads might need it, but I definitely don't need it. So I think it'll be slow to kind of roll out. And and obviously they're still in kind of early testing phases as well, but it's just kind of the beginning is here. And I'm excited to kind of see where that goes. I don't know if personally how I'd feel about getting work done with a robot assisted dentist, Ooh, right? Like, yeah, that's a good question. That so would be would an you, interesting thing. Yeah, would you do that? Like, would you would would you rather have a dentist that is using a robot or a dentist that's not using a robot? I would tell Same. my wife to do it, but I don't know if I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, You're, would your wife be comfortable with that? Is she she more more comfortable with that kind of stuff? No, no, no. she wouldn't be comfortable with that. She'd no, be okay. like, what? Why, why are there only three of them out in the United States? Why do I need to be going to the one dentist that okay, in the that's area a good, that That's a good one? point. So I don't want to be the first guy practicing on this. Uh, I don't want to be the first robot dental implant. But I, I definitely, over time, I think it'll become more, it will become more safe. It's kind of like autopilot. So if you've ever used autopilot in a Tesla before, when you first do it, it's kind of scary. But then when you realize, especially on the freeways, it's way safer than humans. Like it's way, way safer. Oh, yeah. Is there still accidents? Of course there's still accidents and things happen, but it's way safer than humans because humans get distracted and robots don't get distracted. And so it, over time, it'll become better and better and better. And again, I think it's just going to be able to allow doctors to be even more awesome than they are already. Yeah. And as I'm sitting here thinking about it, you're right. I, I trust autopilot for some reason, but yet when there's a human guided robot i don't trust it for some reason like yeah. my life is in my hands with autopilot but it's only my mouth that's in the doctor's hands and i still don't trust it for yeah, some not reason. even yeah just a tooth it's just one tooth that it's working on right yeah. And it's, yeah so it would even if something went wrong you would be able to get it back so I, I i yeah i think it's one of those things that we have to get used to also haven't they been using this in other kinds of surgeries and things like that like isn't isn't uh -huh. it in other parts of, yeah so i don't I, I don't know what the difference is between each of these types of robots, right? And what the nuances are that they have to perfect in dental specific surgeries. But yes, surgery guided, I mean, uh, robot guided surgeries have definitely been around. Yeah. Cause they got, they, I mean, when you're doing heart surgeries and brain surgeries and like these kinds of things where you're dealing with very touch and go situations. Yeah. I know I've seen, I've, now that I'm thinking about, it, I've seen those robots helping people. So that it's cool. I think that's cool. So talking, talking along, um, this is staying along the same line around technology. So recently I just added something called chat. Uh, hold on. Let me reframe that. Um, it's called chatspot.ai. So we recently just started using chatspot.ai. We added it to HubSpot. So HubSpot's a CRM and it manages all of our contacts, right? So it has all of our clients in there, all the interactions with our clients, as well as all of our contacts, anybody who's a partner or a potential client, they all go in there. And so what I can actually do now is I can go in there and I can just type in how many clients do we have in California? So then yesterday I did this search and said, oh, you have, you know, 35 clients across the, the state. 
And then how many offices do they each have? And then you, you can quickly figure that out. And that might not seem like a big deal, but the thing that I don't think most people understand is usually when you have some kind of technology, there's always an order that everything's set up in. So usually it's like, you got to press this button that, and it generates this report. And then you press this button and it generates this report. And we've all dealt with this before in like our practice management softwares, right? Because they're very much set up that way. What's cool about this is you can just go and ask it questions directly without any kind of report being ran or anything. And it's able to pull the information. And here's the other really cool part. You can actually ask it questions about other companies that aren't in your in your, in your CRM, and it'll begin to do research on them as well. So it'll look at like what keywords they rank for, how much money are they spending on, on certain keywords, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this allows you to really just get a full picture of basically anything your brain can imagine to ask this chatbot. I think this is like such an upgrade to software. You're going to see that everybody, everybody is adding AI into all of their softwares um, Adobe just recently added a bunch of suites, AI suites to create images and, and which I think is fascinating. So have you, have you seen anything like this or played with anything like this? Um, there's this one company that I've been following that's very similar to this, right? So essentially your tool, what it is, is connecting into the backend data, if I'm understanding it correct, and is able to therefore kind of quickly process through these machine language, I mean, learning models that kind of have you do things. What's happening now is like, if you go and there's, there's models in which ha things happen in a sequence. And so you can start sequencing data, right? ChatGPT is one of those, like the words are formed in a way that the sequence matters and all of a sudden the output becomes different. And what's happening now is there's actually companies that are taking these sequential models and they are recording workflows on people's computers to be able to then go in and automatically replicate those workflows. Right. So they're training these models on these habits and on these things that they're achieving. And now all of a sudden you can use natural language model to go in and say, Hey, go ahead and update this person's record in Salesforce with this information, or go ahead and do these complex tasks. Right. But what is mind blowing to me is that it's just really kind of taking these learnings of how we do it and creating automations around it after enough iterations of it. That so that's what's going to happen so in cool. dental. Yeah. That is so cool. So what, what software is, what is the name of the software that does that? that, that uh, let me pull it up. Um, I'm definitely paying attention to the model because I definitely think that that is something that I want to integrate into Unify when the model is ready to go, because there won't, obviously there's going to have to be a little bit of training per kind of, uh, product or products. Um, yeah, let me but, see. Hold on, I but this up. happens all the time, right? Where I'll do something inside of a company, inside of our company, and the, and then I just say, "Yeah, this is just how we do it." I don't, you know, it's super easy. And then other people see it and they're like, "Ah, oh, Gary, it's not that easy." And it's just because I've done it like four billion times that it's easy to me, but it's not intuitive to others. So, are you saying someone? This is, and then normally, if I wanted to create a process around that, I would get a project manager to come with me and say, "You sit with me and watch me do this," and then have them right. documenting it. What you're saying is, is okay, well, we're not going to need that project manager anymore, maybe on the front end, maybe on the back end, they, they still exist. But on the front end, you can just have something that's recording all the actions that you're taking and document the flow of, of whatever job I just did. Not, not just document it. It's literally going to be able to replicate it. So that flow that you did, you would then be able to the beginning of it and say, you type and say, just do this. 
and it would automatically go in and do it for you. So now all of a sudden you don't need the project manager, but you also don't need that employee that you would have hired because this automated product is doing it for you. So it's not just the documentation of the process, but it's the automation of the process. Actually doing the process through natural language. Okay, so what's the name of it? The product is called adept.ai. Can you spell that? Adept, A-D-A-D-E-P-T dot A-I. I'm going to look that up. That's really cool. I I want to talk about that more. It is fascinating. Okay, I want to talk about that product more. So we'll we'll definitely do that in in the next show or sometime soon. All right, so let's talk about Bitcoin going to a million dollars. So... For, okay. <laughs> this is not financial advice, so I'm just going to start off by saying that um, I, I, I don't know if this is going to happen. I, I don't think this is going to happen. I'll say that. But it's very interesting. So the CTO, former CTO of Coinbase. So Coinbase is one of the biggest uh, exchanges for crypto and things like that. He came out and he said, I will bet anybody a million dollars that Bitcoin will go to a million dollars per coin. Right now, it's sitting at like 27, 26, 28,000, somewhere in there. So it's going to 4X, basically. Or no, 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 I'm sorry. It's way more than 4X. It's 4X just to get to 100,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's huge, right? So he said in the next 90 days. So it's going to go to a million dollars in the next 90 days. And the reason for that is because of the bank collapses that are happening. So banks continue to shut down or consolidate and do things like that. That's going to create a trust issue with people and people are going to run to an asset that like Bitcoin and that's going to drive up the price. Now he said, this is not likely to happen. He said there's about a 40% chance or something like that. He he threw out some statistics and he said, here's what needs to happen to make this happen. But I I just found it fascinating that he was willing to bet a million dollars. And then he bet with somebody a million dollars that that's going to happen. And someone, they did, they did a smart contract and set that all up. So I am, I am absolutely fascinated that he would put a million dollars on the line and put that short of a timetable on it. But it really ties back, right. not just about like the technology of the Bitcoin, but then also what the economic outlook looks like. Are we at the beginning of this thing? And these banks are, are have huge issues and there's a lot of things that we're missing or we can't see and there's going to be more stuff to follow or this is kind of, we're at the tail end of this like bad economy or whatever, uh, or we're in the middle of it, right? Like that's, that's, it's so hard to fill. And I'm trying to fill that out, talking to people, working with other businesses. I, I, and, and it's so hard to gauge where we're at in the middle. It feels like we're in this big ocean and we're kind of floating in a direction and it's hard to tell where we're at or where we're going. Yeah. Um, so what, what's your take on this? What do you think? I don't think I don't think we're going to go to a million dollars. That would be crazy. That would be astronomical. But I will say I went through every single account that had over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on it that I had, and I moved money out of those accounts and either put it into stuff like Bitcoin or put it in other accounts. So I before I never even thought about that, right? So I'd have money sitting in an account if it was over two hundred fifty thousand, no big deal. But now in my brain, I'm like, okay, well these. I'm only insured up to 250,000. I don't trust that um, right now. So I, I, it's caused me to behave differently. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either. I think that the reason why I would think that this guy is going to lose a million dollars, which is crazy to me that he'd be willing to put a million dollars into it. That's the craziest yeah. part of the story to me. Is that a bank collapse is a 
P like it is triggered by a PR, right? Like how much are we talking about it and getting people anxious about it where all of a sudden now it happened? And the reality is, is in my world, which I don't feel like I'm completely isolated from news about these things, is that the PR of it has died off, right? Like I haven't heard anything about any of the banks within like the last week or two. And so because of that, I don't think that that's going to continue to get worse. Got it. Because the scare or the uh, kind of the the feeling about it isn't isn't there, right? Like there isn't this constant worry about it or constant talk about it like it was a couple of years ago. It happened for two or three weeks and I feel like it's died off. Maybe not. I mean, what about you? Are you hearing those things? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I see it all in all the financial YouTube. They're still talking about it. Um, Silicon, uh, Silicon Valley Bank getting bought by this other bank for pennies on the dollar and how that doesn't solve the underlining issue, et cetera, et cetera. It's getting very complicated though. And I think that's where if I'm sitting there and I'm like trying to understand it and trying to get context around it and I'm just like glossing over, not that I'm the smartest guy in the world, but usually when I try to learn something, I can usually get the bits and pieces to make an, a, an opinion out of it. Right now, I can't make heads or tails of it. Like I, it's, it's so convoluted at this point. Um, and, and that's, that's, that's the part for me that causes me to raise eyebrows. But I do think, I do think Bitcoin's going to continue to go up if, if the banking situation or if just people's, you know, inflation continues to be an issue. So that's, that, that's where those two underlining things can kind of meet. But I don't think Bitcoin's going to a million dollars. Definitely not. I think it's wild that he bet a million dollars. I think that's a story in itself. I don't care how much money you have. When you bet a million dollars, that's, that's, that's crazy. I'm I wonder if it's one of those like uh, you PR. wink as you do the handshake on it, yeah. Just because then if you lose, he ends up sending it back to you anyway. So so we so we could be like, hey Tanner, I bet you were going to get a million views on our next podcast, and you're like, no way, we're not going to get a million views. We only average, <laughs> you know, hundreds of views, and then and then you're we're, we make a bet, and but then we use that as PR, and we don't really bet, oh, totally. and then it drives up the cost or drives up our views on our podcast because people are like. Gary and Tanner just bet a hundred thousand dollars that they're going to get a million views on their next <laughs> podcast. And guess what's going to happen? Our viewership's going to go up. We may not get a million views, but our viewership will go up if we did something like that. So that sounds like a pretty good marketing yep. plan, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Awesome, man. Right, man. This is a good you show. Got you have a good one. on this line. All right, cool. All right, see you. Peace. <laughs>